Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Piyush. And this is Level Up UA. Okay, in this episode, we're going to look at discoverability, specifically related to app stores, not only using Google and Apple, but also using the many, many other app stores out there. We're going to be doing this with Michael Hudson, CEO and co-founder of Gamebait. All right, let's get into it. Hi, Mike. Thanks very much for joining us. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, brilliant. No, so thanks for the invite. So it's good to be on on, on the show and uh, talking with you, guys. So, yeah, I'm Michael Hudson. I'm CEO and uh, one of the co-founders of Gamebake. Gamebake itself is uh, a distribution and deployment technology and platform that is helping to just simplify and make it much easier to bring games into you know new platforms and new markets globally. Yeah, in a very simple sense, that's exactly what we're doing. And you know, with the partners we're working with right now and Hopefully trying to change, I think, the industry's perception of distribution being difficult and pointless and showing that there is, uh, you know, really good commercial opportunities out there and uh, it can be done in a much simpler way as well. Um, Very cool. Thanks, Mike. Uh, let's go back to the origin, like origin of game make. I'm, I'm a bit interested in that. How did you come up with this idea? Because, I mean, if I'm looking at US and European market, I mean, I, I don't know the exact stats, but most of the market is dominated by Google and Apple Play Store, right? It's basically APAC region that is that is still, you know, sort of evolving into a multiple, multi-dimensional channel or distribution channel or something like that. So how do you see the evolution happening in specific regions like US, Europe and APAC? Yeah, sure. For GameBake itself, I mean, it kind of evolved, I think, out of our own need and sort of necessity, really, for us to build technology when we was developing games. And, you know, we was developing, say, maybe two, three games at a time, you know, just a good few years ago now. Um, but we'd be targeting different platforms for these games with the different partners and clients we was working with. So, you know, one might be for web platforms, for example, another for, you know, iOS and Google Play. And then, you know, another might be just for both, to be fair, you know, targeting web, targeting something like Facebook and also the app stores as well. Um, so for us, we've kind of always, I think, navigated ourselves in such a way where, we was developing technology behind the scenes to try and make our lives easier. And eventually, you know, we got to the point where we just needed to focus, I think, on one thing, really, you know, doing two, three games at a time, to be fair for anyone, isn't the best way to sort of be running your studio and your business. And um, yeah, we just needed to focus on something, um, really. And we just found the distribution to be the opportunity which is a bit different from game development moving into sort of technology. But for us, it was kind of just a natural evolution, really. And that's kind of where, I guess, Gamebake was born, from a need that we had to a need that we saw the market kind of had as well at the same time. And then as for stores itself, I mean, Europe, you know, North America are definitely dominated by, you know, iOS and by Google Play 100%. But that is starting to change. And you're seeing that with Huawei, for example, with App Gallery. Um, they was kind of forced into it. You know, they, they, their hand was forced with you know, various sort of policies, um, more political stuff, really, that, you know, I guess we don't really need to get into. No one wants to hear politics uh, at I all. I think everyone's heard um, about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll leave that for another day with somebody else. Um, 
But overall, you know, Huawei was kind of forced into it. They couldn't really use Google Play, you know, from a specific date, and they're not right now. So they had to build their own ecosystem to make their devices relevant, basically. And you can now see, you know, within Europe, they've got, if I remember correctly, well over 70 million um, users that are leveraging uh, not just Huawei devices, but now the Huawei platform with App Gallery as well. And that's only accessible via going to Huawei, basically, directly. You know, whether that's using us or working directly with Huawei um, or whatever, the only way you're going to get to them users is by bringing and deploying your game onto that platform. And, you know, that's kind of kicked up a, a shift that, you know, I'm seeing and, you know, we as a company are seeing in the market right now that, you know, APAC, as you said, that sort of region is kind of... Uh, known for being very fragmented with different stores across you know android platforms um, and different ways that users are accessing their games but it has generated a more i think open environment and a more democratized you could say way for developers to get in front of the users they want to and it gives them more leverage as well in you know whether that's revenue shares on the store whether it's in times of features and promotions and ways to acquire users it's given more leverage to the developer and the publishers um, to be able to reach these uh, markets and you're now starting to see that i think coming over to sort of western markets uh, within europe and within north america um, with the rise of app gallery and more coming as well has it has it changed substantially in the Western world? Because I, I remember I did an investigation for Product Madness into the the sort of feasibility of it and sort of expanding into different stores and that sort of stuff. And because of the the sort of the strategic markets that they were going after, it was it didn't make a lot of sense to be to be using a service like that because of the you know the, predominantly the market was the US that kind of thing. Has that changed to the extent where it's worthwhile for? Western companies that aren't focused in, in APAC to be using multiple stores? Yeah, 100%. You know, it's, it's only really sort of, I'd say, a recent thing um, over the last 18 to maybe 24 months where, you know, looking at other alternative stores has started to become part of the conversation with you know, Apple versus Epic sort of, uh, you know, case that's going on with, you know, the antitrust cases with Apple and Google and so on as well. It started now to become part of the conversation. And, you know, even with, you know, going to sort of more of the ad side of things and ad tech side and looking at IDFA, you know, we don't need to jump into it, I'm sure. There's been many, you know, conversations over many months. That's our favorite yeah. topic here, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but even that, you know, that has, uh, you know, had an effect with uh, revenues on iOS and, you know, that needs to be made up somewhere and looking at alternative stores and, you know, how to distribute into into App Gallery and deploy on App Gallery or Samsung Galaxy Store, for example, is a new way to increase them revenues and basically take advantage. These stores want content at the end of the day, you know, Huawei are you know gagging for content they, they they want as much as possible and they want to be just like google play basically you know they want to have their users be able to jump onto app gallery and access all of the content that they can if they was on a you know samsung device with google play and because of that you know they're putting their efforts into making sure that they've got the payment systems in place you know the ad ecosystem you know i wouldn't say it's there at the moment it's far off you know we're doing a lot of work to try and kind of bolster that as well but there is sort of them starting um, pieces, puzzle pieces coming together, which is starting to make a platform like App Gallery um, and other platforms like Samsung and, you know, especially the Chinese sort of manufacturers like Oppo and Xiaomi that are growing within Europe and within North America as well. Um, not so much Huawei, but others. 
you know, it's starting to make them a lot more relevant, basically, for these Western markets. Okay, so we've we've sort of all heard the news lately with with Apple and that kind of thing, and and uh, you know, sort of opening up to be able to take payments outside of the Apple Store and that sort of stuff. Is that an advantage of using? other third party stores that the commission rate is slightly lower or you know is are, are there incentives to be using other stores that's that's my question i guess yeah i mean from a commercial standpoint 100 percent. you know there's a lot more flexibility because you know these guys need content at the end of the day and you know without content the app store is completely pointless and you know while have as i said have had their hand forced so you know they've got to be competitive basically to make it more interesting for them um, and for the developers, um, but that even goes down to you know other stores that are still leveraging Google Play at the moment. But you know Samsung Galaxy Store as an example. But you know there's a lot more flexibility there to, I guess, talk down sort of the revenue share that you give to them on purchases, for example. But not even just on that side of things. You're also looking at you know ways of acquiring users and leveraging the ad systems that they have internally. You know, be that via ad credits that you can spend or sort of prominent feature places and spots uh, on the store itself. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity to, I guess, take advantage of the lack of content on these stores and right I, now. I guess, I guess because they're smaller, it's more open to negotiation and that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, right yeah. now, it's right now, that's the main thing. Once it be- they become big, you know, it's... Uh, it's For sure. Going back to the same world. Mike, I, I want to talk to you about the proposition of the whole thing. Like, I'm an advertiser based out of India, right? So... For me, let's say, I mean, if you're pitching to me, uh, you know, it makes sense to expand to other stores. One, from a financial standpoint, and two, from the user access app. My question is, are we reaching out to new users through the new app stores, or are we using reaching out to the existing user base? Or, the, and the second question is, from a financial standpoint, does it make sense to dive into it as an advertiser based out of India? Yeah, so... It depends on the store you're kind of, I guess, looking to target. You know, if, if for example, you keep using Huawei as an example, just because it's such a good one to be fair. But if you're going and you, you know, you want to deploy onto App Gallery, then they're new users. You know, th- there is no Google Play there. They are new users, and there's you know tens of millions, hundreds of millions of users on App Gallery that you can access globally. You know, there's there's no cannibalization between like Google Play um, and Huawei itself uh, on that side. Um, a platform like you know Galaxy Store, there is you know hundreds of millions of users on Galaxy Store itself. Um, but because Google Play is there, there is obviously that chance of cannibalization. Of course, you know th- there's no point beating around it. But this is you know starting to change, and I, th- I think over sort of the next you know 12 to 24 months, you're going to start seeing Samsung pushing their own ecosystem a lot more, and you're going to see this from other device manufacturers and so on as well. Because in general, it just makes sense you know why are they going to keep on handing google basically all of the upsides when sort of samsung device sales have kind of plateaued you know the same as apple and that's why they've moved and shifted towards services um and that's where you're seeing the real revenue growth with apple at the moment in the services that they're pushing um and samsung at the moment they're letting google control all them services basically with the play store and so on so it just makes sense for them to really kind of start to shift their business over and start to bring back that control into our own ecosystem, which I guess for developers is going to be annoying. It's, it's going to mean more fragmentation. But you know, for us, I think it's a good thing. And you know, for us, we're trying to simplify that fragmentation and you know make it a lot easier to get onto these stores. So the commercial opportunity is there because you don't need to spend you know tons of time, resources, and of course money 
on having to integrate new SDKs, you know, keep them SDKs and that tech up updated. And instead, you can just focus on the acquisition of users um, and the gameplay and the game design itself, which is at the end of the day, I think what the developers want to be focused on and working on. I'm really interested. Are the users of would you have said that there's specific sort of genres of gaming that would be more successful opening up to other stores or is it literally just everybody? I mean, are, are the users of those devices and those other stores users that would, would associate or would resonate with specific genres in gaming? Yeah, I mean, again, it comes down to, I guess, the market and the platform you're trying to target. So, you know, for example, one store, which is a number two store in South Korea, and they're pushing, you know, at the moment, scaling through sort of the whole APAC region, well, SEA region, I should say, sorry. And they're very much focused towards more mid-core to hardcore games, um, you know, very in-app purchase heavy games, basically. And we've been testing with them more casual stuff. And it hasn't been great, to be fair. I mean, I think there's a lot more that we could be doing and, you know, we could be doing with them as well to make it more, I guess, relevant on their store. But their store is definitely much more focused towards them bigger, hardcore games because that's what their audience is looking for with them. But in general, when you're looking at the bigger stores, so App Gallery, you know, Samsung and so on, there's no specific genre that does work. You know, it's just as open as iOS and Google Play. And the success really comes down to, is your game good at the end of the day? You know, a good game always shines and it will find yeah, of course. its position and place within the market. A crap game, would, you know, can't polish a turd, basically. And, and presumably and there's, work, still, there's still the same sort of levels of ASO that's involved with each individual store, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is that something that companies need to think about when they're scaling to other stores? Because presumably you have to manage your page and make sure it's all, you know, like it's going to convert the users. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, the game is the same across all of these stores. You know, so it doesn't change in that sense. I mean, all you're doing really is just opening up your game to more potential eyeballs pretty much. And yeah. I think the more places that you have your game available, um, so users have a choice of where they want to, you know, get their game from and where they want to play, um, I think is just sort of the better position to be in, to be honest. I mean, why be dictated by Apple and Google that you have to be with us and have to use our services, uh, you know, to play games, basically? Um, I think that's where you're starting to see a shift now in the market, you know, through the whole of this year, and it's going to carry on as well, where it's all about the users at the end of the day and where the attention of them users is. And if the, if the attention shifts away from, you know, app stores and, you know, for whatever reason, everyone wants to play games on browser again, then, you know, you should be ready to be able to take advantage of that and get your game on browser and make sure it's there and ready for people to play. And that's kind of, I guess, the, at the core of what we're doing, you know, that's really what we're focused on, on making sure that you, as a developer, can easily deploy it to whatever platforms you want. Um, and you can follow where your users are, you know, you can follow and look at what markets are, you know, good to target. And if you're looking to get into new markets, you know, in the APAC region, in SEA and so on as well, then, you know, why go to iOS and Google, which are inherently quite expensive to acquire users and just test out on, you know, why not take advantage of the more local stores there that have, you know, tens, if not hundreds of millions of users. And a lot of the time you can access for free as well. There's no better user acquisition than free user acquisition. (laughs) <laughs> there is no such thing as free user acquisition. No, there never is. No, you're right. I mean, because I've tried this back in India, India is a very fragmented market, right? So I've tried with other app stores 
Xiaomi and other other app stores, and uh, we have seen the result. But it's also been sort of a lo- sort of a non-transparent medium, is what I'll say. Again, because it's the app store that is evolving right now, it's not yeah. very, it's it's not a complete uh, a complete app store that is available. I wanted to ask you one question. You have been mentioning Samsung multiple times, but you have not mentioned Amazon. Isn't Amazon app store becoming big in the in the coming future? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're working with Amazon not as closely as we are with you know Huawei and Samsung and stuff, um, but. Yeah, I mean, the Amazon sort of store, I think, is going to pick up a little bit more, I think, with the introduction of it on, you know, Windows and stuff that's, you know, coming, basically. I mean, the Fire devices and stuff are just not really geared towards games too much. I mean, you know, we've spoken with a lot of developers that we're working with and, you know, starting to onboard at the moment, and they've tried to Amazon. And to, to be fair, this is kind of the battle that we have on sort of, a, I guess, a, a BD side of things is... All of these stores, a lot of them have been around for a long time and they've been trying to get content for years now, but it's only really in the last year, you know, or a little bit longer where it started to become part of the conversation, really start to become a commercial opportunity um, for everybody. Um, But because it's happened for the last five, six, seven years and there wasn't really a commercial opportunity there, everyone's kind of been burnt by, you know, going on to Amazon and not making any money, basically. So it's a waste of their time or going on to Galaxy Store and not really seeing any good results. So again, it's a waste of their time. And it's kind of now, you know, we're battling the, well, why is it different now sort of thing? And that's where the conversation, I think, has kind of changed. We've got to kind of say to everyone, these are the reasons why it's different now. Um, And this is why it's going to be different over the coming 12 to 24 months. Um, and getting on there early and getting in there, you know, as soon as possible is going to make make sure that you have and are in the right position to scale your games uh, effectively and in the best way possible commercially as well to, you know, really sort of earn and get the best potential from it. Now, you mentioned waste of time. In terms of time allocation towards this... What like, a thing to what, pick on, Adam. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I probably didn't what use is... the best phrase there, did I? A waste of time. Taking the time aspect, not the waste aspect. How much time, development time, does it actually take to do this? Because presumably you're, you have to integrate with different payment systems for each of the different stores and that type of stuff as well. Is that a very time consuming task to be able, you know, to, to sort of start doing this. Yeah. Well, I mean, for us, it's give us the APK and it's job done, I guess, yeah, little clang there sort of thing for us. It doesn't take much time at all on a technical aspect, but you know, if you're going to the stores individually, I guess how long is a piece of string really? I mean, it, it depends on the team. It depends on the resources, level of expertise as well within that team. None of the technology is impossible to work with, of course. I mean, it's SDK integrations, whether you need to work with different you know, payment partners, for example, for markets, because that platform doesn't have integrated payments, which a lot of them don't, or whether it's, you know, like Huawei, they have their own HMS services and payments and so on are part of that, um, the same way as it is on Google, Google Play. Yeah, that it's hard to sort of pin down, you know, this platform takes this long and this platform takes another two no, days, no, of course. three days. It really depends on how much, I think, effort you want to put in as sort of a development team to make it worthwhile. And, you know, for us, I think that's kind of half of the problem with actually opening that door of distributing onto these other platforms, because 
nobody really wants to integrate another SDK. Like this, that's just a matter of fact. You know, the more yeah, SDKs, means the I, more. I'll tell you that. I mean, it's it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. That's what I mean. It's, it's not just the initial integration as well. It's the you know the constant updates that need to be done. Yeah. Um, so yeah. there's a lot of work when you commit. To it's also there. something that you really just you want to throw it out to a few stores, see if you get extra traffic. You want to you want to just give it a shot, see what happens without having to do tons of development. Adam, doesn't work. it also depend on the on the major regions that you have again? Because, I mean, Mike, I want to know from you, like in terms of US, for example, do you have stats as to how many users are downloading from app stores versus how many users are uh, downloading from in terms of gaming or something like that? Yeah, I mean, for the US, it's kind of a, a different market. I wouldn't say the US at the moment is massively fragmented in the same way as, you know, SEA region, APAC, and even now more and more so Europe, you know, with Huawei's like introducing obviously app gallery and so on. The US, to be fair, it's kind of still Apple and Google, like Google Play. Don't worry too much on the US market. You know, like when we're, you know, I'm speaking with uh, different studios and, you know, we are as well as a team. We always make a point of, we're not saying change your game completely. You know, don't move away from iOS and Google Play because you'd be an idiot to do so. Like, let, let's be frank, you know, iOS and yeah. Google Play, the majority of the money is still there. It is. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, just, course. you know, that is just a matter of fact. Um, but what we want to, you know, try and achieve is, look, there is more opportunities in Europe. You know, there is more opportunities as well in other markets globally where you can wire us anyway, but however you want to do it, you know, easily get into these stores, deploy onto them um, and start adding, you know, extra revenue basically on top of what you're already earning on iOS and Google Play. You know, for us, it's like, don't change your focus, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing really well at it. Carry on. But you want to be able to add and be ready for the growth that's coming, basically, um, and the growth potential that's here right now. And we want to make sure that it's easy enough for people to get there and be able to run user acquisition, you know, monetize their games via ads or payments and, yeah, have everything accessible to them so they can actually take advantage of what is out there. So, yeah, I, w I wouldn't say the US specifically. If, you know, if, if someone like Product Madness, for example, and you're focusing 100% on the US, then carry on there's no point having a conversation yeah, like, with no. myself about it you know we do have other regions we do have other it was not a product manager's question i just wanted yeah to know yeah about no 100 you know <laughs> but i mean just as an example like yeah you know if you want to spread out into other regions you know you want to test out how the games are going to work in apac and see if it's worthwhile you then put in resources into uh them regions on ios and google play as well um then you know you should be thinking about the other ways and other avenues of getting your game in front of users basically in the future, do you think that's likely to change for the US? Do you think it will become more fragmented? Yeah, 100%, because, I mean, how I'm seeing things right now, I mean, for example, just Samsung, you know, it's, it's different for Huawei because they're kind of blocked from the US. I mean, yeah, like, sure. if they weren't blocked from the US, then Huawei would be in there with App Gallery, and I'm, I'm pretty confident they'd be kicking off a storm. But someone like Samsung, it's only a matter of time, as I said earlier, that they're going to start moving towards, you know, focusing and pushing galaxy store for example whatever they name it they might name it something else you know in the future it's up to them but whatever it is you know they're going to start pushing their own services for payments and you know they're going to start having their own ad services as well you know they're going to start wanting to have content on their device in the same way that you know apple does basically because it just makes business sense for them to do that if they want to keep but are they are well. they too late to the party to a certain extent i mean like with the size of, of the you know google store uh, google play and apple store now are they sort of too late in being able to pick up the users there 
Not really, because they already have the devices out there, so they've already got the users. I mean, the the, they, the devices are in the users' hands. It's they're choosing to give it to Google at the moment, like yeah, some, true. someone like true. Samsung. So it's their business choice. And you know, to be honest, I mean, it's worked obviously very well for both Google and Samsung. So there's there's no reason today that they've had to change. But you know, now you've seen the rise of Huawei, and as I said, their hand was forced. You know, so they've got to compete by building out their own ecosystem and store. Um, but all that's really done is kind of proven, wait a minute, it can be done. You know, as long as the devices are in the user's hands, then we're the ones at the end of the day that control it. I mean, you see that with Apple. Yes, they're starting to well, open up, you know, with uh, third-party payments. I think that's more just Apple trying to appease the courts and, you know, just <laughs> shut up and leave us alone, basically. You know, it, it, it's going to come up again probably within the next couple of years and there'll be another court battle. It'll be in the news and then they'll come out and say, oh, we'll change this clause. Again, appeases the courts and uh, everyone goes on their merry way for another couple of years and, you know, then it all happens again. But at the end of the day, if you've got an iPhone, you're under the control of Apple and, you know, that is it. And that's how I see it with Samsung and so on as well. Yeah, for sure. That leads to the to my next question, which is again, like, I think the Samsung strategy might work because I've been sitting with uh, in meetings with Samsung for OEM inventory, right? I mean, and then they keep on bringing up Galaxy stores as a form of retargeting mode or as a form of, you know, probably, you know, uh, downloading the app as well. But, you know, because sometimes you're not doing it when you're opening the app, when you're opening the phone for the first time, you're doing it at going to the Galaxy app store and the app, app is right there at the front and center. And you're uh, like, as a developer, you're paying extra money for it. And that becomes a revenue stream. So my question is, do you think because you own the device as well as you own the store, as similar to Apple does, that's not something that Google does end to end. I mean, they have Pixel, but it's still relatively new. Do you think that's why there's a good chance of them being successful about the whole process? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I think that's why you're seeing with Google as well. You know, they're starting to push actually more so over the last sort of, you know, year, couple of years and very much now into the hardware hardware space. And they're really trying to get people to, you know, buy Pixel devices, you know, buy obviously Chromebooks and stuff as well. And because at the end of the day, then they own the hardware and, you know, they're obviously going to be choosing their own software, uh, their own stores, their own services to be pushed on that hardware. I mean, for, for how I see it, you know, Google's in a tough spot really because if samsung really wanted to and you know to be fair all of the other android you know manufacturers out there if they really wanted to get rid of google they could just click their fingers and do it tomorrow and just say we don't want google play anymore you know we want to be pushing our own store the only reason they don't do that is the ecosystem itself isn't really in place at the moment you know the reason google play wins and ios you know wins is it's had years you know a good decade where uh ad services, you know, mediation services, attribution services, analytics, you know, for games, but also just, you know, standard apps and applications as well. You know, that's all kind of built up over time. And that's why it's much sort of a lower barrier to entry. Although it's very competitive on these stores, getting onto the stores isn't particularly difficult. And having the means to be able to monetize isn't difficult as well. Everything is set up. And that's kind of the problem that Samsung, uh, you know, Xiaomi, Oppo, even Huawei, they're, they're definitely the best out of everyone at the moment. But even now, you know, that's the problem they have. There's no ecosystem in place. There's no real way to acquire users outside of saying, nudging Samsung, for example, and saying, oh, can we have, you know, a feature this week? Kind of how Apple was, you know, seven, eight years ago, where, you know, you could give them a little nudge and you can expect two, 300,000 installs over the course of a feature week or something. You know, that doesn't exist anymore. You know, got, <laughs> it's very different now. You know, you've got to grind, you've got to, you know, you've got to really kind of get the users into your game. 
neat Those were the days, Mike. We've gotten old now, you know. Things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things have changed quite a lot. <laughs> so, but, you know, th- th- them heydays are kind of still here with, you know, with Samsung, with Huawei. And, you know, you can give them that little nudge and, you know, you can speak with them, work closely with them to get the features. But at the end of the day, that, that's not a scalable model. You know, and you've seen that on iOS and Google Play. And at the end of the day, it's going to naturally progress to, uh, you know, more standard user acquisition forms and so on. And that's the problem, that these things do not exist at the moment for Galaxy Store. Um, so for us, you know, we're, we're not just building like deployment technology to get there easier because getting there, you know, that's one piece of the puzzle. It's what you do once you're there. And, you know, that's why, you know, we're very much focused on working with as many different partners, you know, within that sort of ecosystem, within analytics, attribution, you know, ad monetization, user acquisition, all of these ad networks and trying to help, you know, bring them into our technology. So the ecosystem is in place to be able to not just deploy to App Gallery or Galaxy Store or Xiaomi Get Apps, um, but be able to then acquire users in the same means that you currently are used to at the moment and then attribute them users and, of course, monetize them users at the end of the day. It's going to take time. It's not going to happen, you know, overnight as much as I would probably love it to, of course. Who doesn't? It's going to take a bit of time to obviously develop out, but it will get there. And, you know, once them things start to do do fall in place and start to come together, it's going to become much more, I think, of... um much more attractive for Samsung, for example, to then just go, look, we don't need Google Play anymore. Services and the industry itself is supporting Galaxy Store properly. And therefore, we can now start bringing the content on board. And I think at that point, when you kind of get to that tipping point, um, that's when you know the clock's going to start ticking for Google Play on these devices. And it's going to be just a game of how quickly can we get the content to start supporting us. And you know, once we have got it, you know, how long until we uh, just remove Google Play completely? That's quite a picture, Mike. I mean, <laughs> never know it could happen, but you know, that's quite a picture. <laughs> if it happens, it's just, it's just, it's the only form of artist I am. I'm painting these little pictures for what could happen <laughs> in the future. But get me sat down actually drawing pictures. You won't get more than a stick man out of me. <laughs> I, I'll reach out to you five years, ten years down the line. Like, like, did it happen? It could happen. I'm just saying that you know, it's it's still a very uh, if Certainly. it happens, it will be quite quite a big shift. Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent. I think you know, how I see it, I think it's just logical. You know, if if I was for what, however magical reason, you know, leading Samsung, I mean, why wouldn't you want to be growing out your own services platform? You know, because that's where your growth is. You can only sell so many devices, and that's the device sales now is a massively fragmented market in itself. You know, especially with the influx of manufacturers from China, that itself is becoming a much harder and harder game just to get new devices actually sold um let alone people keeping their device for much much longer now you know that's just another problem that just infringes on device sales so how do you keep the growth and you know apple have obviously nailed that they kept their growth going because they're building out their services and they're forcing you to use them pretty much you know even now with their third party payments um that are going to be allowed you know but that's where the growth is going to be coming over the next, you know, two, three, five years. Um, it's going to be from services from these device manufacturers. And how can they do that if they're giving all their services away to Google? They can't. So they're going to have to claw it back if they want to keep growing. And I'm pretty sure the shareholders are going to be demanding it from these guys. <laughs> so you brought up the third-party payments from Apple. And I'm, I'm actually really interested to get your take on this. So I'm really interested to know how you think it changes, like, gaming companies as a whole now that they're able to to push outside of of apple to try and bring their users in to make payments directly does it change the way of thinking at all 
I think it's going to for the big guys, your epics and you know games like Fortnite and so on, because they have the dedicated, a big enough dedicated user base to be able to say, look, we want you to, you know, move away from Apple Pay, for example. Uh, we want you to input your credit card and you know make payments via whatever payment method that we've chosen. So for the big guys and the big games, I think it's going to allow them to circumnavigate um, the store, and it's going to. But make there's also a lot of added pain that goes alongside processing credit cards and fraud and everything else there is that's what i mean i I mean like a question to you guys is you know if you've got ios devices i'm not too sure but you know how is it when you buy something in a game or an app how do you do it i mean i know how i do it whether it's a game or whether it's something like just eat you know i'm ordering something off deliveroo i know what i do you know i double click and i look at my phone actually some some of that depends on in all honesty some of that for me depends on the value that i get from doing it in a different way so if i'm going to spend 50 quid on a package of an in-app purchase then if i get a lot more for my money by buying it from some site over paypal that that might be an option <laughs> yeah, but that's that, that's my point that's why it it's not going to work, in, in my opinion, it's not really going to change anything for the majority, you know, looking specifically at games, for the majority of developers and publishers, I don't think it's really going to change anything because it's not worth their time or effort really to do it. They want the ease of payment. They want. They don't want all of the legalities that come along with, as you said, card processing and having to then form new partnerships with different partners in different countries and geos um, as well. You know, there's a lot behind the scenes that, you know, once you dive into it, it you know, it's a deep hole that you sort of kind of dig yeah. yourself into. So it really is only the the sort of bigger boys, so to speak, that, that benefit from yeah. the change, really. And also you've got to present it in a different way, right? I mean, Mike and Adam, because, I mean, from, from a user standpoint, the, the, the process has to be smooth. I mean, mm-hmm. they have an option of just doing it on a double click, right? Yeah. I mean, either that or you're providing some extra incentive for doing that payment. I mean, yeah. that's that's another thing that they can Yeah, uh, 100%. And, you know, that's why I can see, you know, like Fortnite, for example, it would work because, you know, they, they have the resources to make that, you know, that process as smooth as humanly possible. Um, and it makes sense. They've got the dedicated and a really big dedicated audience to make sense for them. I mean, really, if you, if you look at it like, you know, Apple have changed their policies. I mean, to be fair... They've always allowed third-party payments because if you go onto Amazon, you download the Amazon app from the App Store. You know how are you paying? You know most of the time I don't pay via Apple Pay. I'm paying. I'm paying directly to Amazon, pretty much, and I'm putting my credit card, you know, into the Amazon system, and then I'm just swiping across and paying directly with, you know, Amazon. So for Apple, this is why, like I said earlier, you know, it's kind of from my perspective, it's more just appeasing the courts because they've already allowed it anyway. It's just it depends on who it is. And yeah, you know, I think they just chose probably the wrong person to say no to with Epic because Epic decided <laughs> they wanted to fight back at it. And well, I, you know, I don't think ever thought anyone would fight back against yeah, it. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, you know, the thing is, is like there's certain expectations from users. If they get an iOS device, you know, they, they expect to go to the app store and be able to download Amazon, for example, because that's where they want to do their shopping. And if Amazon say, look, well, if you want us to support iOS, you know, we need to have the payments run through us. Apple are going to say yes. I mean, it's the same as they don't allow app stores, you know, on uh, iOS devices, of course. You know, you can't have third-party app stores. And you can't have games within apps as well. You know, they don't allow it. That's why Microsoft was refused, you know, so many times, still are. Um, But you can play Facebook Instant games within the Facebook app on iOS. You can't make payments. You know, you can't do in-app purchases. You can only monetize via ads. 
but the games are still there. And it's like, well, why? Why why Facebook are allowed to break your rules? You know, but why can't we, basically? Because you're allowing them. And it's, it's obvious why, because it's Facebook. Like, you need Facebook on Apple. Otherwise, who's going to buy an iPhone if you can't even download Facebook? It just doesn't make sense, does it? It's just kind of picking and choosing the battles. And I think Epic was just kind of the wrong one that they didn't think would fight back. And in the end, they did and tried to make a point of it. And yeah, we are where we are now. <laughs> Let's leave it at that optimistic note because we're a little bit out of time. But, you know, thanks a lot, Mike. I really appreciate taking all the time and, you know, having a conversation. Uh, it, it's really, really interesting. To be very honest, I was a little less aware of all the all the other app stores and the, and the impact of other app stores, but I'm, I'm a little more... You know, I learned a lot and hopefully I'm going to I'm gonna dig into it as well in the future. But thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for taking all the time and uh, have a good day. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks for the input. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Wow, that was a great conversation. I've got so many more questions. We'll have to bring Mike back in at some point. Okay, a special thanks to our guest Mike and of course our partners at AppsFlyer. Now, if you enjoyed this episode of Level Up UA podcast, please be sure to rate and leave a review. We have so much more to bring to you. So hit that subscribe button and join us next week as we level up UA.